When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins a national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Time to talk now with Grant Hall. Uh, always appreciate his time. Grant, are you a nacho guy? Would you, uh, Wednesday, could you, would you be able to turn down dollar off all nachos? Yeah, I'm not so much. Uh, that I mean, I, I sort of do Mexican food um, maybe less frequently than other people I know do. But, uh, hey, it's great. I should say it's great, right? That's where you and Matt Jones are, uh, are a little bit separate. I think Matt could eat... You could eat Mexican food every Mexico meal of the every day. day. Just hop around to different ones. That's you, right. You guys come together on football, golf, a few other things. You diverge well, you, on Mexican food. You would have loved Orville Henry because he used to say, hey, you can eat Mexican, you can eat and supply your four-letter word there. You know? <laughs> Grant, sounds like our connection might be a little bit iffy. I don't know if you got to walk into a different room or something, but I'm having a little trouble. Uh, under. I heard you say Orville Henry. You can eat a Mexican meal every day. I'm guessing since Orville was in Little Rock, it was Brownings quite often, but I don't know. Well, he went, one time a, a group of them, uh, can you hear me now better? Yeah, much better. Yeah, a group was going to go to eat, and Orville wanted to eat Mexican food, and this one guy um, didn't like the idea, and so Orville told him, well, you can eat Mexican or you can eat and supply your four-letter word, you know. <laughs> so that was the end of that conversation. Hey, Phil, did you ever encounter Pat Corrales? No, I, I know the name, and I know a little bit of his story. Um, and he just passed away, and was it yesterday or the day before, right? Yeah, he, he was a catcher for Travers at one point, uh, because the story was he told pitchers, uh throw out second base to start the you better get out of the way because it might come pretty close to you you know mm-hmm. and he was a fight he played nine years in the major leagues and i think he managed nine years but i don't think he managed the travelers i was trying to remember that but i, I do think he played for them you know i don't think he managed them because I, I i used to sit um by all of the team photos uh from the cardinals days uh, and I don't remember seeing right. him as the manager. I remember a lot of the other guys. Have you ever seen? So he he warned the pitchers that that he might hit them. You ever see a pitcher get hit by a throw from the catcher when he's trying to throw a guy out? Because I've seen it happen once. It's one of the weirdest things. Like hold on a moment here. Yeah. yeah. 
No, uh, but uh, it didn't come close. But by, by the way, the Cardinals came from behind for the third time all season after seven innings to win a game last night. So, uh, as Jimmy said, we could have used this one. You know, we must And now they're just kind of playing out the, uh, the schedule. Uh, let's see here. Sam Pittman speaking on the teleconference today. I think he's already done. He was there like uh, 1040. They just have to speak for 10 minutes, so there's not too much that they have to get in here. Uh, he says there isn't a great – talking about the offensive line. Not a great division between the starters and the second string. We're hoping to get ten, comfortable with 10 guys, but for now we feel comfortable with the eight that we have. Do you feel that that's – is that enough depth, at offensive line? We know – we feel there's enough depth at defensive line, and I wonder if eight is enough on the O-line. Yeah, I think so. You know, Sam said uh, within the last week that uh, we, he said that we, we, we're getting back to physicality. Uh, I think they feel good about just being bigger and they practiced physically uh, probably more than some teams do and I saw today that uh, Luke Hass is uh, I guess the only freshman on the the freshman of the year 37 on the freshman of the year list or tied in uh, so he's he's really good and I think uh, it won't take long for fans to see that Grant what do you want to see in game one what do you hope we accomplish in game one well, you know, Matt, it's interesting reading about Western Carolina today that they, they've got uh, three massive offensive linemen. They've got a, a really fast 4-3 uh, running back who's five foot eight, which is probably why he wasn't recruited too much, you know, and a, and a quarterback that's very accurate. I think he was 101 for 160 or something like that. So they got some potential to move the ball there. A great tight end, six three two three five. I think, and then on defense, a couple guys all Southern Conference in and a linebacker and a defensive back. So they, you know, I mean, uh, the Arkansas fans still remember the Citadel, which played in that conference. Uh, the coach played quarterback at Florida. People can remember Kerwin Bell, maybe uh, that far that long ago. Uh, who, who's taking the approach? Hey, we're just going to play, and he he didn't mind moving the game to noon. Uh, that was fine. So uh, maybe it'll. I mean, I think uh, I, I'm saying all this. You know, I'm saying this like a coach would say it. I still think Arkansas should blow them out, don't you? Yeah, I think. I mean, we should we're, we should be four four touchdowns uh, better than this team. I, I want to see us tackle. I I, I want to see us tackle in space. Uh, I you know you you wonder what 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 film they're watching. How much actually Arkansas film with this roster turnover, new coordinators and stuff. So I I, I want to see him. I definitely want to see him tackle in space. Yeah, I'm interested to see what this defense under Travis Williams uh, looks like. You know, Sam told the story last Saturday. I think it was after the. Uh, maybe it was Fry. I can't remember when he said this last week, but he was talking about uh, that uh, he, he. I don't. Maybe somebody else told me this, but he. I, I guess Sam's. No, I know it. It was at the uh, Catfish Hole. Like, that's when he said it last Wednesday night. Uh, he said that they never mentioned salary to Travis Williams. He said he just accepted the job, you know, <laughs> and they talked about salary later. So it's going to be a different looking defense. I think I'm not sure you're, you're going to see, uh, you know, like wholesale blitzes or anything. But I think it's going to be more aggressive probably than than you're used to. 
I think Coach Williams knew very well, no matter what the dollar figure was, it was going to be a significant bump from being a position coach. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I right. like the idea behind it, but he, he was going to he was going to make a heck of a lot more money just by taking the job. Although I will say, like I've never taken a job without knowing what the money was, even if it was. You probably had an idea what it what it is. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean that's the side. I'm excited to see all of this, though. I really. We're going into this like everyone's expecting and hoping, and I think I'm sort of in the same boat that this game should be over by halftime. And I appreciate something you said yesterday, Matt, because it's something that you want to get used to doing because you're going to do it the rest of the season. You, you don't want your starters to play the entire game, but they do want to come two. out a little bit in the second half. Usually, Coach Nutt say something like, hey, guys, if we were up 35, he's like, first unit, y'all go out there in that first drive, let's go down and score, we're, we're done for the day. You know, that, and that, That's best-case scenario that's right what there. That's Grant. what you do, and you go, you go get one more series in at least. You know, Matt, you said something yesterday that uh, resonated when you said the, the locker room is – I can't remember the exact, but, but basically it's sacrosanct that what happens in there stays in there, you know, and mentioning some instances where it did not stay in there. And uh, I, I'm going to relate that a little bit to uh, the Ryder Cup selections and how much Zach Johnson talked about team room and chemistry. And people might think, well, you know, you don't play the, you don't play the, match, the golf shot in the team room, but they all seem to think that's really important. I mean, to the point where, you know, he, he basically said, I mean, he chose his guys, uh, Spieth and, and Justin Thomas, uh, Rick Fowler, who had a vacation together with their wives, thick as Steve, you know, off the course. And, and some might wonder why uh, one of those guys, instead of, say, Lucas Glover or Keegan Bradley, butter and you need that in the Ryder Cup. But this whole thing, just he, he was big. Uh, on chemistry, and he said, to, to, "I don't like draw." It's such an interesting thing that you got to do to try to pick this, and we're, we're still having a little trouble um, making out what you're saying at times, Grant. It's a sport that's totally individual, totally individual. I mean, there's team golf here and there, but come on, like and when you're when you're in the PGA Tour, you're worried about yourself. Well, and it's not like they're he's taking scraps. Justin Thomas is the 26th ranked player in the world, but they do. They they they've been they kind of grew up and they're around the same age. They have similar interests. Like you see one of them on the road, they kind of all room to get. Especially when they go to like uh, play the British Open, they all kind of live together in the same to house. To me, when I hear about not teamwork, but to not upset things, is you don't want you don't want to uh, you don't want anybody that's making waves that that tips the boat over in this case it's like well good feelings there's got to be a certain level of of uh comfort is that the right way to put it yeah um, that, that's, and, yeah and right right after he announced the team Eamon lynch who's a golf commentator said are you going into battle or are you taking a buddy's trip I mean, that's <laughs> funny you know but maybe the buddy's trip will work you know they haven't won over there in 30 years and they're playing a course that not even the Europeans know that well near Rome. So uh, I'm sure they they tailored that they chose it because they thought it would favor the Europeans. And uh, I don't think this is going to be the walkover that everybody expects uh, from the U.S. team. But I do think they've got a pretty good chance to win. And uh, it, it, we'll we'll see if uh, Zach Johnson's 
management style is successful. Well, it, it, it always seems like it means more to the Europeans, so maybe it does mean a little more this year. Maybe that's what they got. They got, got, a, got a group of guys that are like-minded, and maybe they, they, they want it because it's, there's, there's a lot of talent on this team. Yeah, they got some younger guys, and it's, with Victor Hovland playing the way he is, uh, you know, he'll be a threat to win any match. So will Rory. Rory will be fine by the time the the Ryder Cup comes. So, um, I, I think it's going to be an interesting, intriguing, and, and probably pretty close. Grant, what do you got? As what do you got the Hogs going this year? What would you 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 got a you got a record for us? Yeah, after because people ask me every day around town and stuff, and I I was saying probably earlier seven or eight i've upped that to eight or nine uh probably counting the bowl game i think maybe nine counting the bowl game just based on seeing them and what a uh, physical presence they have and i think the receivers are a lot better than than people realize yet because a lot of them come from places you've never heard of it's about where I am too. It's just kind of a good point, you know. It's it's kind of like what the Western Carolina coach said, you know, the the skill level for those guys, and maybe they've kind of grown into their body, or they've made plays on film, and they've got an extra college off season under the belt. Yeah, and I think I think the defense will be better. Uh, it, it's uh, it's got to be right. Got to be better than last year. They they got more weapons there, um, better equipped, and I think they did great in the transfer portal. So. Um, but it's going to be a while before we really know, right? It's going to be a, a, before they get to that crucible of all those games away from home. Oh, there's no doubt about that, Christian. Um, um, I would tell you what, I, what I see is we worry about this can't be the same defense as last year. It isn't. You get a whole set of new defensive coaches, including a coordinator outside your defensive line coach. You've got how many players that, that are first-year transfers on that defense? Nine of them that are on the two-deep? It is a different defense. Even before they've played one down, it's a much different defense. Grant, appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Grant. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Good afternoon, Clay Henry, and happy game week. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm multitasking this afternoon, boys. What else you got going on? Radio uh, and what else? We're gonna we're gonna have a have a fiesta tonight at our house. I'm cooking steaks, but I, my appetizer is smoked ribs, and I've got my mm. smoker going, and my my ribs are being. Uh, you know, they're. I guess they're marinating. I've, I've seasoned them and sprayed them with apple juice, so they're they're getting ready to go on the grill or the smoker, I should say. It's a smoker. 
Do you do like a, a, a twice baked potato with that, or any type of greens, or like it's cheesy potatoes? Gene Ann is making uh, mashed potatoes, but they've got stuff in them. They're, mm-hmm, they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of special, special her mashed potatoes. And Becca's bringing uh, banana pudding, which will be just outstanding. And then a, a grand salad suitable for, and these are steaks from Richard's, seven ounce fillets. So dinner for six, and it will it'll, it'll be good. We'll have is some there nice an event? music going. What is the, what is the event, or is it just Wednesday? Just a neighborhood affair. Man, I like that. I like that. A little neighborhood feeling for people, cooking for uh, cooking for your friends. Yeah, and, you know, family, family. It just there, there doesn't need to be much of an excuse. No, that's true. You just, you just need people you like to cook for yeah. and drink with, and it we'll all works. good spirits, yeah. That's true. I've got several several cabernets and there's some there's some brown water there's some brown liquids some clear liquids yeah and we're all you know we're all within 50 yards from each other or nah no we're about 500 yards from each other i love it so nobody's got to worry about driving anywhere yeah smart move man you you could walk but it's really hilly i mean it's you it's one of the the hill between our house and becca and christopher's house is about like the we're at the bottom of Cleveland Hill and they're at the top. That's how steep it is. Mm, I can yeah. walk it. Golf cart just work? Can't. Maybe a golf cart? Yeah, or an ATV, man. This is ATV country. You see, I only saw the headline about this. I'd have to read the story to get more in depth about it. But I guess in Florida, they're going to start requiring driver's licenses to use a golf cart. I don't know if they mean like on a golf course specifically, but you've seen some of these well, some of these uh, new developments like the villages, yeah. the huge development in Florida yep. that's really become a, a, like a city in and of itself. I think that's how they get around is mostly on on, on golf carts, not well, on regular cars. You know, I, I went and visited uh, David Cottrell who's, who's an Arkansan and he, he lives at Cordier Ranch which is in Bernie, Texas kind of, kind of in the hills above uh, San Antonio, and it's a gated community. George Strait is his neighbor in a town home, maybe you know, a thousand yards away. And they all, you know, they drive in, obviously. But once they're in the property, you know, if they go from one house to the next or to the club, you know, for golf, they ride golf carts. And I want to tell you, you know, who's got the fastest golf cart? Just guess. <laughs> it's Straight? George. It is George. Yep. Uh, take yeah, the governor like off Scotty, that thing. I'd be interested to see how fast that, that stuff can go. Yeah, that Scotty McCreary song, Damn Straight. <laughs> there he went. <laughs> I've always wanted to try to drive one. Like, you remember the movie Navy Seals with Charlie Sheen back yes. in the 90s? Yeah, they had a really fun golf cart scene, which I think they were all called into action immediately after that golf cart scene. <laughs> they probably should have been, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would assume so. Uh, we yeah. got some callers lined up on the McClarty Daniel hotline. Take, 877. The, take the governor off the golf cart, right? Yeah. 877-377-6963. Eduardo's up first. Morning, no, afternoon. Eddie, what's going on today, man? Have you uh, made it through all of this is Spinal Tap this morning? <laughs> to build up you know i love the song you know like not to win you know come saturday 72 hours from now when the razorback hog nation gathers at war more inside the stadium we're gonna send our passion with intensity into the air echoing into the night and we're gonna do it passionately we're gonna do it in 
with intensity because you can't have passion without intensity and you can't have intensity without passion. And I believe we're going to have players on the playing field provide that intensity. Killed by the whole nation. Woo! I'm not Rick Flair. I can't wait. I mean, it's like the whole spout. Mix some spout out of me. Uh, you know, the countdown is on for a great season. Win number one. Never disrespect your opponent. But I believe win number one don't take place Saturday. Woo! On a great season. And for the fan base, bring that heat. Bring that intensity. Because you know what? They go hand in hand. And it's going to be a great season. So why not bring it? So... I agree with you, Eddie. Little, Man, you does, know, do things change for you? Today, Eduardo, do things change for you with a 12 o'clock kickoff? Does your menu change? Is there a different recipe for Hog Delight for a 12 noon kick than for a 3 o'clock kick when you got six days' notice? Well, no, sir. It doesn't change at all. If you're a Hog fan, you don't care if it's at 9 a.m., 10 a.m., or 11 a.m. You just want the season to begin. And I know our players can't wait to get out on that field. Woo! And represent this great fan base and the people of this state. And you know what? That's exactly what they're going to do. I and agree, Eduardo. Young MC, today, you want it, you get it. Well, the game you wanted for start the season is 72 hours away, or just a little over. Woo! I can't wait. Eduardo, it is great to hear from you. I want to congratulate you on getting a young MC and Spinal Tap reference in the same phone call. Thank you for listening to our show. Yeah, we have, there's a new thing now with Eddie Clay. You got to woo, drop a, a very quiet Ric Flair woo so in there when if, nobody's ready for it. If you were, if you were like. Wouldn't you like to take him to Silver Dollar City and put him in the in the, in the engineers and just see how many times he could blow the whistle in one? Yeah, but if I take him, if I take him to Silver Dollar City, I might have to be responsible. Can somebody else be responsible, Freddie? I'll just drive him there, watch him on the ride, and then maybe walk away. Yeah, we'll meet there. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't leave my son there. But I might leave Eddie there, depending on how or things are going. How about, like, you know, the fall foliage tour train that goes from, like, Springdale to, to Siloam? You see you that know. deciduous tree there, sir? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Is that what it would be like? Yeah, it would. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. <laughs> That's deci- yeah, I think he would have Tupac playing, though. Oh, goodness gracious. I, these, these are definitely Doesn't things he I quote wouldn't. Tupac? He, he quotes Tupac. He quotes Fleetwood Mac. He now quotes Spinal Tap. He says, yeah. Break Like the Wind is his favorite song. And, again, I'm just so, I'm so proud of, of, what, of, of how things have progressed with Eduardo over these last three, four years. Very proud. would like to sit on the porch with him with some ZZ Top rolling, some LaGrange, you know. <laughs> I don't think Eddie sits. I think Eddie, I think Eddie jumps around and screams. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie is up next. Batting second today, Charlie. So what's new? Oh, nothing new. Uh, Clay, you said, you know, y'all do a little neighborhood, neighbor, neighborhood cookouts over there. Uh, where, where do you, where do you, where does he live at again? I live like north of Mountain Home. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're going to have ribs for appetizers, I'm like, that's a meal for, for, for the whole tuna, so. I'd love to come up there. Hey, you know, my wife just just alerted me that she's got some tuna fish in the refrigerator that I can make for lunch. Are you inviting yourself uh, to the uh, to the uh, uh, Henry family get down here, Charlie? I, I, hey, I'm giving Clay credit because I know one one thing he can do is flat out cook. 
I'm not inviting myself. I'll bring some money to chip in or something. Yeah. Charlie, my, wife, there, my I, wife just said, you know, we're south of Mountain Home. I said, yeah, but I don't want Tuna to know. Charlie, you want to get up Arkansas 9 and US 65. It's 252 miles between Camden and Mountain Home. You know, that's close enough to where Clay lives. It'll take you near five hours. So if you I leave, think you're going to miss it. Yeah. You leave by the time the show ends, you might be ready for dessert, but maybe if you're going fast. Hey. That's, that's, that's fine. We make it happen. Uh, you know what? Too, my, my philosophy is I'm just going to keep doing this until I learn to get it right. <laughs> I hear you on that. Well, guys, I, I'm, I'm just excited as Eddie is. Can you guys believe that? But I'm not going to throw in a woo or any of that. You know, you just I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not going to throw in a bunch of uh because, you know, he he's – He's the man. So, uh, but anyway, I I really hope the Texas man calls in today while Clay's out cooking because it would just be fun to hear uh, that that back and forth. Um, you know, because Texas is going to go twelve and zero. We all yeah. know that. Tank uh, forces really. but, uh, Bevo. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, guys, uh, I think for this uh, Saturday, one thing I really want to see, you know. I know they have said that Western Carolina's offensive line has a little bit of size to it. So, I mean, you know, I don't think it's SEC talent or any of that. But, you know, I think it's a you know good thing, you know, for us to be going against a little bit of a bigger offensive line. I know when BYU, uh, when we'll play them, I know they'll be older. And, you know, they none, none of these first three teams are going to be as fast as us. Um, but size-wise, you know, hopefully, you know, one of the th- maybe, you know, a couple of them can match up a little bit. I think it's a good test, you know, for our defensive line. I want to see the main thing is can we get home with just four guys consistently? And I'm not talking about getting sacks. You know, everybody talks about sacks, but I mean, get pressure. Get get in the quarterback's face, move him off his spot consistently. And I just think when you can do that and stop the run too, it's really hard to move the ball against you. So, and Matt, you talk about turnovers and red zone defense. So, all those things are so important, and, and I'm really excited to see that. You know, Clay, you talk about, you know, offense can score 40, but can't get stops, it ain't going to matter. So, anyways, I'm really excited to see that defense this Saturday. Thanks, Y'all. Charlie. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the defense play all year long, you know, and it just there's an expectation for this Saturday against Western Carolina that athletically – you're just going to be able to take the game over at some point. But there's no doubt about it that a key to the season is the ability to create pressure defensively off a four-man rush. I expect to see that happen Saturday, really just based upon who it is that you're playing and who you got lined up on the line. Yeah, I think they're going to be more aggressive. I think that's, yeah, that's the ideal is to get there with four but they're going to – I mean, I think Travis Williams is not going to sit back there and cover with seven. I mean, I think there's going to be somebody that comes. It might be a nickel. It might be, you know, a, a Mike. It might be a Will. I mean, they're they're going to bring some, some, some pressures. And I'm a little different than Tuna. I don't want to see him get him off the mark. I, I'd like to see that quarterback on his, on his butt a few times. I mean, when you hit him – Man, it's. I mean, that's what Petrino always said. He says uh, the game of football is about who can hit the other team's quarterback. You hit the quarterback, everything changes. And if you can't hit them, you're gonna win. 
The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. They have everything you need this summer at Eastside Liquor, such as Evan Williams flavored whiskey, soda jerk root beer or orange cream shots, Appalachian sipping cream liqueur, and more. A new law in Arkansas now allows the sale of single 50 milliliter bottles as well. Eastside Liquor, located at 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Stop in or swing by the drive-thru and see Dave and his team today. I love cooking these days, but I just really can't get around to it. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's that I can't convince the two kids to agree on something. If I want to make, if I want to make chicken one night, one kid's all about it, one kid isn't. Is the, is the right way to handle this be like, all right, I'll feed you today like and I'll idea. feed you tomorrow. And that's, you guys figure it out from there. That's a good idea, right there. Man, is that, is that how the Jones family handled it, Matt? If, if uh, you know, if, if if you're not eating, you must not be hungry. You, you'll get hungry eventually because this is what we're eating. So the yeah. thing I've learned about eating is that when you are when you are pushed to the point of hunger, you will eat what is around you. So yeah, they'll they'll eat. Yep. My mother, if you questioned anything, you just didn't eat. That I mean, simple. It's like it was spaghetti, or it might be. Does anybody remember minute steaks? I've heard, heard of minute, minute steak? steaks. Never yeah, had, had one. Those. Had minute she rice. Made, she made brown gravy with uh, after she cooked them in a skillet. Some nights we had fried chicken, and um, my little brother. I think he was about seven or eight. Something didn't. I think that he got brave or stupid one night, and he goes, "This is crap." Mm. Mm. That sounds stupid. Mm. More than and, brave. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we were all hungry and we ate it. I don't remember what it was. Maybe the gravy wasn't good. And my mother caught him with a backhand, raised him right up out of his seat onto the tile floor in the kitchen. And then my dad grabbed him by the back of his collar, threw him in the next room, and that boy didn't eat that night. <laughs> that's uh, that's funny. That's good old Southern cooking right there. That's like Coach Nut. Every time you go, you go somewhere in the in the in the cafeteria or the ladies. You always you always say thank you for the to the people that prepare the food. That's even right. if you don't mean it. You just thank you them thank for their you, effort. Thank you so much. And I don't yes. know whether he maybe didn't know what that word meant or what. You know, I mean, he's a little guy. We we our eyes you know we, there's four of us four boys our eyes got big and we we're like this isn't gonna be good <laughs> we just were thinking all to ourselves and boom she just she just caught him with the backhand and just he wasn't probably but about a sixty pounder you know what I mean at that age yeah but one of y'all was thinking I'm getting seconds tonight it's like it was, somebody's gonna we, get to eat that extra food Matt you but you nailed it you nailed it it's like go on go on little brother <laughs> Matt you're old enough now where you don't have to worry about getting and backhanded about this or anything. <clears throat> Grossest thing that was ever put in front of you when it came to dinner at the Jones household. Oh, I, I don't know 
there there was plenty of times maybe some Brussels sprouts when I was young, you know, like ten. That's or only 11. because we didn't know how to cook Brussels I, sprouts properly then. But but yeah. it, it would be like this. It would it would be like I don't want to eat this, and it was like well you're not getting up to eat it, so you'd sit there and let it get cold two hours later. Then you'd get hungry and you'd have to eat it. I mean, so it's it never yeah. worked out for I, me. Yeah. I think maybe sloppy joes were like the least favorite, but you know every once in a while you had something that wasn't you know sloppy joes. Well, Hamburgers. You know, my mom missed. made hamburgers. Both my, both my parents are pretty good cooks. Yeah. She she put cheese inside the burger with some olive oil. It was kind of a Paula Deen thing before there was Paula Deen. You talk about a good cheeseburger. I mean, you just think about it. You know, you, you oh, cheese in the middle of the burger. Yes, put oh. enough butter inside you take of it. A bite it's great. It just, it just oozes out. And you go, oh yeah. Mm. And now they're coming in here. Everybody's least favorite meal. Jeremiah hated liver and onions. Robert and Van Buren hated salmon patties and sauerkraut. Anything, and you know what it was? Anything with mushrooms on it at that age, I didn't like. Everything else I could eat. Yeah. Things that stood out for me as a kid. My father had a woman who, uh, who worked for him. Her mom owned a soul food restaurant in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. For some reason, he had, he had chitlins and tripe in the refrigerator. I never even needed to look at it. Just opened up the container, eyes closed, smell, never going to eat that. Which, which one was that? Did you smell that fish smell that was going around on TikTok? Did you have that one? Is that the, the herring from Norway? <laughs> the yeah. Sir Stroming? Yeah. Was that, so which one's worse, you think? Uh, from what I gather, Anything the Sir that, Stroming is the most disgusting thing on earth. That tin can, when they open that up. The moment they open woo. it up. Oh. And the smell hits them, they start gagging. Yeah, Sir Stroming. The other things were, my mother one time made fish with milk. I don't think anybody's made that ever no. since. Um, my, my, my dad's a little specialty that he liked, and, and, and I think he did it because he knew nobody else would touch it and it'd be all his <laughs> for a snack, like a Sunday afternoon, you know, and he, he'd have sardines and Vienna sausages, and the Vienna sausages, he'd pull them out of, it was a gel. Uh, uh, I mean, it just like, oh, no, you're not... And he just kind of slurp it down, and then he'd, you know have some crackers, and then put some sardines. And I mean, I almost have to run outside and puke. We we had pickled pigs' feet in the refrigerator oh, yeah. once. Oh yeah. I'm going to guarantee you, we were the only Jewish family in Pittsburgh <laughs> with pigs' feet in the refrigerator. <laughs> Cecil and Fort Smith, you're up next on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. What's Sorry up? for this. I, that's my fault. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Just talking gross well, foods. How about you? Up. Man, I don't eat no chitlins, man. Uh-uh, <laughs> not me. Me neither. <laughs> no pork for me. Hey, guys, um, I was, uh, actually, I'm addressing this to Matt. Um, I went to that uh, Northside-Southside game. Did you watch it, Matt? What you, would you think of the, no, I didn't, I didn't get to see it. What did you think of that Northside quarterback? Man, I'm, that's why I'm calling Matt. He needs you in his life, man. He could be really great, man. He needs you. You need to. I mean, if you ever have any time to come to, come here, man, and speak with that guy and show him a couple of things, because he's gonna be something special. He he ain't got the the uh, breakaway speed like you you know, because boy, you was taking five yard steps. <laughs> you was killing the game, man. But he's fast. He can sidewind the ball and everything. He gets rid of that ball. He gets off. He'll get that ball. Take one step back and jet it out. The receivers dropped a lot of balls. They controlled the first half. They won the first half. And then uh, the second half, um, the guys uh, – and they're really good athletes. He's going gonna, he gonna to send a lot of guys to college. All they got to do is connect and catch the ball. I think he already signed a scholarship with, with uh, 
Arkansas in baseball, but he got a whole another year to play football. And they play Greenwood this week, and you know that quarterback. Oh, there you go. That'd be a good matchup. Two, two top quarterbacks of the state, right there. Yeah, and I love. They might break the scoreboard. Yeah, isn't there another? There's another baseball commit who's a quarterback in the state who is yeah, I think not he's playing six, football four, this year. Six five, the quarterback there at Northside. That might he might be a baseball player. He he can sling it. Yeah, he can't sign yet. He's committed. Oh, nice. See, I didn't know if he'd go to Arkansas with he the kids from Greenwood. If he's going to Arkansas and and they're you know they're pretty much going to be in the same class. You know, you don't know if he wants to play football or if he wants to play baseball. Great to hear from you, Cecil. Thank you very much. Before we go into the break, I want to wish a very special happy birthday to Ezekiel, who is listening today in Harrison, turning six years old, and he's spending his birthday listening to Halftime on ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com. Ezekiel, yeah. yeah, Ezekiel, that means you have your priorities set exactly the way that they need to be for the rest of your life. Fall season is just around the corner, and I know all of us are looking for that wholesome, convenient meal. We'll look no further than Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. And right now, use the code HTL50. Head to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. That's code HTL50 at factormeals.com to get 50% off thanks to hit that line. The great thing about Factor, over 34 weekly prepared meals that you can choose from. Plus, you don't have to run around to worry about where you're getting lunch. Let Factor take care of it for you. Let me tell you the code one more time to help you get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Are you feeling the heat this summer with soaring electric bills? Upgrade your AC system with Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric this August and experience the ultimate comfort in your home. This month, receive up to $500 off on attic insulation when you upgrade your AC. That's right, proper attic insulation can significantly reduce your energy bills, keeping your home cooler and more efficient. Worried about the cost? We've got you covered. With approved credit, enjoy payments as low as $99 a month. Picture this, lower energy bills can help you cover the cost of your new system. Now that's a win-win situation. So don't wait, call Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric now and save with a new AC system and insulation this August. Say goodbye to high electric bills and hello to ultimate comfort. Visit GoPascal.com now and schedule your free estimate. With approved credit, exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Professional people, professional service. Pascal Air, Plumbing and Electric. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey & Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey & Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey & Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey & Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. 
forget about Sam Pittman live later tonight, 7 o'clock, right here on this station you're listening to. You can also get it on hitthatline.com. We're going to be hearing from Bo Limmer and Cam Little along with Sam Pittman. Of course, Chuck Barrett is hosting. And uh, then no more media availabilities for the next two days as we get set for finally kickoff of the college football season. Really, He's things are starting. Bus. What's that, Clay? He's in the barn. It is, that's right. That's that's supposed to be your uh, that's supposed to be your line, isn't it? Yeah, I said he's in the bus. He's in the barn. They, well, you would usually say that on a Friday, but we don't have you on a Friday, so. Well, I mean, but it's almost over. Mm-hmm. That's true. It all works. Got games tomorrow. Uh, Florida, Utah, definitely. That's a fun. Like, I'm a, I watch that one. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Still don't know whether Cam Rising is going to be available for Utah or not. Uh, he barely, I don't think he practiced at all, but yet at a media availability a couple of days ago, he was very coy about whether or not he's going to be available for the games. Pretty interesting thing here because you know that Graham Mertz is starting for Florida. Uh, and I think Utah's hopes of winning the Pac-12 in its final year kind of rest a little bit on whether or not Rising is available for them because he's a really good quarterback. Yeah, I, yeah, th- that, but also, uh, you know, if you're if you're a, uh, an Arkansas Razorback, you, you're you're going to have your buddies over, and y'all going to be watching that game. You know, that's your, you, that's a that's an opponent you play later in November four. So you kind of get get together. You'll be somewhere, and you'll be checking that out. You want to check Florida out and see what how you, they've changed. You don't get a lot of option, a, a lot of chances to do that. That's right. That's right. I mean, so often, your game is a Saturday game. Some, the team that you're playing next week is playing at the same time or later on that night, and you don't have a chance to watch. You watch it on film. We watched my freshman year. We watched it was Oklahoma and North Carolina. Julius Peppers was in North Carolina. There was a couple of us watching that game. but And, and then we ended up playing Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl that year. Yeah. Julius Peppers has a bad man. All on, on the hoop court as well. He, he was a beast. Oh, yeah. Was he part of the champ? Was he part of a national title basketball team at North Carolina with Sean May? Was he on that team? Don't get me lying. I'd have to look it up. All right. Well, we do because I know he was. He was in the. Uh, Don't get me lying. Yeah, uh, that is a good. That's not a like good you would phrase. ever lie about anything, Matt Jones. Come on, let's be honest here about it. We've already seen one SEC team play Vanderbilt. It's not like Arkansas's got to worry about that. Uh, two teams that are on the schedule play tomorrow: Florida, Utah, seven o'clock. South Dakota at Missouri, also at 7 o'clock. Both games televised nationally, ESPN carrying the Utes and the Gators, and then the SEC Network is carrying South Dakota and Missouri. Am I forgetting? South Dakota's the Coyotes. So, yeah, I mean, maybe um, maybe you get a little split-screen action going for that mark, game. Watch them both. Mark it down. We're going to beat Missouri this year. I'm going out on a limb. I mean, I feel really good about that, but then again, that's the last game of the season. That's that's a that's a dub. I'm just never quite sure if that's that gives us at least five wins right there. Utah's a four and a half point favorite on the Bet Sarazen app right now, minus two hundred on the money. Without line. their without knowing if their quarterbacks even playing, that just tells you what they think about Florida. That's true. What's, what's the most games you watched at the same time? I can't follow more than two games. At the same time, and I don't really like doing the the, the older I get, it's one game on, and then you might flip back in a commercial or at halftime. But it's just we keep it on one on one yeah. game. Yeah. So my, my buddy in Loveland, Colorado, has got a, a basement kind of theater room. It's got three three different flat screens. There's two side by side, and then there's a a big one up above those two. That's the same width as the two 
I call them baby TVs. They're not baby. It's like two thirty twos and then a seventy. Like you're at Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Yeah, yeah, but they're all three right together. And I came out of the Elkwoods last year, and we had on the big one Arkansas, Missouri State, and then I think we had um, we had Wyoming and Air Force. I can't remember what the third game was. But it was it was disconcerting. Yeah, you I mean, can't you can't remember what game it was because there was too much to watch. Yeah. It's, it's just too much well, going on. I saw some photos that people you know put out on social media this past Saturday when they had at some point I guess there were four or five games going at the same time. There were only six on the schedule anyway. Uh, so, but but the, 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 this person had five games going on at the same time five different screens i'm thinking this all is a cacophony like i've experienced that before i i interned for a um the nbc tv station in pittsburgh when i was 19 in the sports department and one of my jobs on saturdays and sundays and this was a great job they actually paid me to do this watched a game on saturday i'd watch either pitt or Penn State or West Virginia, the three teams that we'd cover, and then I would log highlights. But there were always three other games on three other television screens going at the same time. Can't but I it. knew but I knew what my job was. I was just there to watch Pitt. It was the same the next day, yep. Steelers and the NFL. There's four games going on. You got to focus on your one, but sometimes you take your eye off of it because something's happening on the other TV screen. Yeah. I, I take that back. We watched Wyoming Air Force on Friday nights. We had three games. Maybe it was Colorado State and somebody. Loveland, you know, Fort Collins, same town, basically. But we did have – but I, the Arkansas game, we thought, well, this is not going to be a game. And, you know, we'll be able to kind of bounce around. I mean, shoot, we that was the only game I watched because, I mean, it was – until Bryce Stevens returned that punt, that one was in doubt. Do you think this team, you know, we talk about this team being changed, but do you, there, do you think there's any hangover to all those slow starts we had last year? Do you think that's even talked about? It's a different system. It's a different offense. Yeah, I, I liked Kendall Browse, but sometimes I just had the feeling he just called plays. And I, I think Danny Enos will be – I don't think he ever scripted it. Like the first part of the game, mm-hmm. it wasn't. He, he, you know, he had something in his back pocket, but he just, I think it was all feel. I, I think that I remember Dan Enos being really efficient in the first quarter, you know, when they would script things. And then, you know, things, you know, there's adjustments, whatever. Um, I'd be surprised if they, they don't start well because you've got, you know, a veteran. I mean, KJ, three-year captain. Yep. That's really all you Veteran need to know. quarterback, and you can run the ball. And you can you should be able to run it, and you you should be able to protect the quarterback, you know, in the pocket. Uh, I'm talking about those in, you know, set that inside. You know, bull rush is not going to get to him. Um, you know, and they, they've got great backs. So, you know, the, the thing that, that happens in first game, and I don't care what the opposition, is that you're not efficient. Your operation, you know, there's breakdowns. And I'm talking about, you know, you got a bad snap, you know, punt gets Little adversity. Field goal gets blocked. And, and it's not because the kicker messes up, but it's just like there's just weird little stuff that happens. You know, kicking game, you know, how, you know, I don't care how much you work on it. There's stuff that just kind of goes a little haywire. And, um, but I, 
you know, you got veteran players. They're mature players. They've they've played in games. Uh, Luke Luke has, you know, that's a new guy, and you know, I think. Uh, Do you see Haas is on the preseason list? The Sean Alexander uh, Award for the top freshman in the country. Uh, the Maxwell Committee is the is the committee that puts this together. So we've heard you talk a lot about Haas. Uh, Chuck talked about him yesterday. Just because he's listed as the number one tight end on yeah, the depth chart, man, it sounds like he's pretty he's special. Like, he's he's good-looking player. They use him down the middle. That's what you're going to see that I think everybody's going to like, whoa, we wanted some of that. You know, they, Browse didn't attack the middle of the field with the passing game. He just didn't. I mean, it might be deep, might be posts. Yeah, it'd be more overs and posts, yeah. But, but you know, the, the stuff where you – his – the crossing routes and the scissors, you know, it's you know where you're going away and you cross, or you clear out and bring a guy back, to, you know, drag a tight end across the middle. I mean, that's that's the Dan Enos offense, and that is perfect for Luke Haas. And now, you know, I I heard people criticize Browse because they you know they left the middle of the field open. That was for KJ to run. Get everybody locked up in man, and everybody's spread out, and there's nobody in the middle of the field. I mean, he hits the B gap, the backside, right, Matt? <laughs> that, did you do some of that? There was, a, there was one against Mississippi State. They kind of had a little blitz right there. Yeah, I mean, uh, KJ, I think the one thing he does do really well, Clay, is when he starts to scramble or move with the pocket, he's able to keep his eyes downfield and, and find somebody yeah, open. I think is, he does that, that well. A, that is a beautiful thing, too, and it is – I don't care what you say about okay this guy's got the quarterback arm. I mean does he does is he still looking when he's running? I mean or does is it That's because right, you understand the offense. You know you know where those receivers those guys are. are going to yeah, be. Yeah. And also you trust a guy, you know and, and that's the thing you got some new wide receivers when you get the scramble drill. What do they do? Do they come back and find you? Or do they just keep running? And it's like, well, wait a minute, guy. I can't throw it all the way down there. <laughs> so, um, but, it, yeah, I, it's the thing about the operation in the first game. How how smooth is it? You know, like pre-snap penalties. All those things can get you discombobulated. I, I'm intrigued by, by something you'd brought up about the middle of the field. And I hadn't thought about this. You know, you didn't, you didn't pass over the middle too often, so your quarterback had more room to run. Oh, he well, had the feeling that was is, his. That the feeling was his. Is, I mean, but yeah. Sam Pittman's talked about this already, that, that KJ's going to be throwing a little more than running. Um, you know, you don't, I don't I want him to take as many hits for don't obvious reasons. And so now you bring in an offensive coordinator who's just his, his game plan first and foremost will hopefully lead to fewer runs because there's not going to be as much you know, 30 running passes, room in the middle. If, if you have 30 passes, you're going to get hit five, six times as a quarterback, and then you add 12 rushes for him, yeah, then he's starting to get hit like a running back. You don't want your quarterback getting hit 10 times a game. Yeah, I think they've 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 got a nice system. They've got you know, we'll see how you know how those tackles hold up. They're, they're really talented at tackle. They're just young, haven't played, don't have snaps. The mesh, you know, how much have they seen? And KJ looks good, don't you? He looks like he can take a hit and he's gonna bounce right back up. I mean, he looks the part. Man, don't take him on up high. <laughs> that's, they say, what is that? It's a business decision. He looks, man. He looks. He looks good, man. I'm expecting big things this year. Uh, he, he can. He can deliver the business sometimes. Mm-hmm. Make a business decision. Not every business decision is a smart one. 
You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.